So this week, um, we have decided that after five, six, I don't even know, it's, this is the number five. I think so. Five episodes that we've never really told our story. <laughs> why we're doing Why that. we're doing this. So we're going to start with Kim because her story is much more interesting than mine. Um, I have my reasons and I will share them with you, but Kim, your story is wild. Okay. This is true. I'm trying to stay a little bit organized, so I, have, I jotted some notes down because my timeline gets a little bit crazy. Probably the first place to start would just be that I was diagnosed with lupus in 2010. Like, I think that's kind of the start. Can I, can I interject? Yeah. Lupus is an autoimmune disease that attacks your connective tissue. And most commonly what will happen is you'll see someone go through a stressful event that spikes your cortisol levels and causes your immune system to basically turn against you and attacking you. So for Kim, she happened to have the genetic sequencing for lupus and something stressful happened and boom, autoimmune. That's, and that's, and that is very, very common. In fact, thinking back over the years, I cannot think of a single case where it didn't start with something stressful. Any autoimmune. Not any, just any autoimmune, not just hers, but any of the people that I've seen in the last 16 years, there's always been some sort of stressful event. True. So that's the preface. Okay. So I guess my stressful event were several stressful events, really. Um, probably the most, though, at the time was I was working on my master's degree. I was working full time, had four children, and I had a strange marriage. So those things were all going on. I would go back even further than that. I don't know if you plan on doing this or not, but you ate pretty much whole food your entire upbringing. Right. And then you started eating processed stuff as a young newlywed. Right. So throw that in there. Right. That is facts. Um, definitely poor eating habits at that time. Um, then I went to Kentucky. I was doing my graduate work through Western Kentucky University. I had to go to Kentucky for a month to do some clinicals. Um, so I lived in a hotel for a month, ate out for a month, um, which is interesting, though. I mean, they had a Chick-fil-A and a Panera Bread, which we didn't have either of those where in Idaho Falls at the time. Um, so I was pretty excited about this. So I'd get an Exifle in the morning. I would usually get Chick-fil-A for dinner or like we'd go out, like we'd go get a Mexican restaurant or like do something like that. But I, I definitely wasn't like cooking. Maybe I would have like some yogurt in my hotel room. I don't really remember. But at any rate, my skin was the first thing that I started noticing while I was in Kentucky. So my, my nails, um, my fingers, like by my nail beds were completely red and they would bleed. Like I would just like bump them, my fingers would bleed. And I had this awful rash all over the back of my scalp that was flaky and it was bright red and it itched and I couldn't seem to get, I was like trying to put cream on it and all these different things, nothing was really helping. So when I got home from Kentucky, um, I went to a dermatologist because I was like, give me some cream or something and like make this stuff go away. And he was like, oh, hands and scalp, you are textbook lupus. And I was like, what in the world? Like, I didn't know that had anything to do with lupus at all. So he literally <laughs> like bent my head over his the table and like biopsied my neck at the time and was like, yep, you know, that came back and it was positive for lupus. Um, I was like, okay, bye. Like, I didn't really think anything of it. I was kind of like in shell shock that like, that's what he had just diagnosed me with, but I didn't really process it. I literally thought like, 
okay, but like, you'll still just give me something for my hands and my scalp and then I'll be fine. Fast forward, like, life's just busy for me. Like, I'm still doing graduate school. I'm still working. I'm still taking care of these kids. I'm trying to figure out what my marriage is doing. My husband at the time was moving in and out and I just didn't have time to think about it. Then my nephrologist, so I also see a nephrologist because I have polycystic kidney disease, which is just genetic. Like there's a, a no... A purely genetic disease. There was no rolling of the dice. There was no um, environmental trigger. Right. It's your genes lined up incorrectly and... Right. Voila. So that just means that I have cysts growing on my kidneys. My kidneys are abnormally large and eventually like they will shut down the function of your kidney. Like my mom has a kidney transplant. My aunt has a kidney transplant. Like it's is, just... Is it appropriate to say who your mom's kidney came from? <laughs> it's pretty high. <laughs> so my ex-husband is the donor of my mom's kidney. Um, <laughs> so, so that's just kind of like something I know. So I see a nephrologist every year. He monitors blood work. Um, he said something was goofy in my blood work, sent me for scans and came back that I had... Um, hyperparathyroidism. So I had actually tumors on my parathyroids, which led to a surgery to have the tumors removed. Um, so this is all happening within this same time frame, right? All the stressful events are still happening. Now I'm having surgery for this. Lupus is still there. My nephrologist keeps saying, you need to go see a rheumatologist because I'm not the one in charge of your blood work for this. I can see the numbers. Go see a rheumatologist. He did advise me to go to either Salt Lake or to Boise. So I went to Boise, met with a rheumatologist. Um, he was like, went through all the symptoms. Do you have this, this, this? So at that time, I definitely had more symptoms apparent. I think by the time I did this, three years had passed since my initial diagnosis. Um, I was now divorced. Um, I had graduated. From college, I was just working as a speech pathologist and taking care of my kids. Still, life seemed pretty stressful and busy. Um, he wanted to put me on medication. Um, just just, just oh. for context, how old was your oldest? How old was Justin? Oh, gosh. I don't know. 15, 14? 14-ish. Yeah. So that would have made your youngest... Like five. Four kids between 15 and five, single mom, working full-time support no support right so it was stressful yeah it was stressful my symptoms at that time then were headaches all the time zero energy um really bad edema so my legs would swell and and they had always kind of swollen a little bit more like mildly annoying swelling they were like getting severe like my legs hurt my feet were gigantic i couldn't wear shoes sometimes my kids joked and said, like, I had elephantitis. Like, that was the name they gave it when my legs would get this way. I probably looked like I weighed triple what I weigh just because if you looked at just like my ankles and my feet. Um, so those were some of the symptoms that I had at the time. But again, I just chalked that up to my life. Like, of course I'm exhausted. I'm working. I have all this stress. I have kids to manage and take places. Like, duh. Like, I didn't think, like, lupus was causing these things. I just... I was still just really thinking until the doctor went through the list. Then he identified even more symptoms that I wasn't even aware of were related to lupus that I actually was feeling. Okay, we won't get into all the details of those, but there was a lot. And um, I said, 
Okay, so he kind of told me some options so that I could think about it. Because, of course, Plaquenil was the first thing on the list was the drug he wanted me to take. So I said, fine, go home. I'm going to research Plaquenil. And at the same time, I had a good friend that introduced me to CrossFit. She said, I think we should start going to CrossFit. And I'm thinking, how am I going to add CrossFit into my daily schedule? Like, I'm already stressed. I already have no energy. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, we're going to go at 5 a.m. Like, it won't get in the way of anything. We'll be able to. And I'm thinking, 5 a.m., all right. It means I have to get up at 4.30. Anyways, but I did it. And it was awesome. I fell in love with CrossFit instantly. I kept going from that moment on. That's when I noticed my joint pain. Because lots of people have joint pain with lupus. I didn't notice it until I started doing that. Probably because maybe I wasn't stressing my joints enough. Or I'm not really sure. And weight was never a factor to, like, put you know, pressure on my joints just from being heavier or whatever. Um, but I definitely noticed it when I started going to the gym, like, whoa, my hips really hurt and my knees are achy and all this stuff. I knew it would just take time. I was hoping like if I built up more muscle, then maybe my joints wouldn't hurt so bad type thing. Um, but my hips kept going out of alignment, like at the gym a lot. Um, Brady went to the same gym. So my trainer was like, Hey, you should just call up Brady and he'll adjust you. Maybe he can start adjusting you frequently enough that your hips can stay in, blah, blah, blah. So that's when I met Brady for the first time was when I got an adjustment. At his office, I saw like booklets and different things on, I don't remember what your booklet that was out on your table was, but something about, I started reading through it and it was like nutrition-based practices for like all these diseases. And so I was like, hey. I didn't really ask you a lot about it. I just remember thinking, like, I thought it was a chiropractor. Like, I'm so confused. Like, I didn't understand the correlation at all at the time. So you can maybe say what you were – you weren't just practicing chiropractic at the time. I, I never really have practiced just chiropractic. It's always been, like, functional medicine, functional neurology. Uh, that particular protocol that you saw, that, that book that we actually wrote with U.S. Enzymes – to build a protocol for autoimmune disease for gut repair. So it was a it was a protocol you can use to actually repair your gut. So I was just kind of intrigued by it, but I was still like, whatever. Again, the the busyness of my life was always my like excuse for everything. Like I can't really take care of myself because I'm so busy. Um, you then kept saying, like, I think I could help you. And I still wasn't really sure how. Um, but then you issued it as a challenge to me to try basically his gut healing protocol. And I did it and my headaches went away. Like in the two week, it was a 14 day detox. Um, and my headaches went away. So I was kind of like sold on this. whole. And that's when I, like I had never heard about the gluten thing really. Like no one had ever talked to me about nutrition. Basically weight was never an issue for me my entire life. So I thought I could eat whatever I want. Probably sounds awful that I ate out for an entire month eating like fast foodish type things. I just thought, sweet, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky that I can eat out and like I didn't gain a single pound the whole time I was there. And yeah, when I, you know, was a newlywed and started eating junkier food, like because my husband at the time, like he loved desserts and I didn't really eat tons of desserts growing up, but he loved cookies. I ate cookies every night. Like I never gained weight. Like score me. Like I'm so lucky. Probably this was like all contributing to, you know, what ended up happening. But I just didn't think anything about it. So no one had ever said like, oh, your lupus could be 
remedied, you know, put into a remission state if you ate differently or gluten causes this. Like I really didn't know what any of that meant. So I did the protocol. I felt drastically better. And then I started diving into figuring out why. So I used Brady as a big resource for a lot of that. Um, but I also just started studying it on my own. So I started researching it, doing art, finding articles, reading books, like anything I could get my hands on to figure out what is this actual connection between lupus or autoimmune disease and food. Um, I, my gut was feeling a lot better. My gut wasn't perfect. My headaches were completely gone. My leg swelling was completely gone. My energy was back. Then we did food sensitivity testing, mm-hmm. found out I was allergic to like all the dairy proteins, not lactose intolerant. Everybody thinks that. Right. I had like all the pro- milk proteins I was allergic to. I was allergic to chocolate. I was allergic to oats. Those were like the big ones. Um, took those out of my diet. My stomach finally started feeling better. Interestingly, oats doesn't trigger my stomach. Oats triggers eczema for me. So I'll eat oats. I'll have eczema in the same patches every time which is crazy to me. Why don't you just put cream on the eczema? (laughs) Um, I do get that a lot. So then I started taking (laughs) nutrition classes and trying to get certified in functional nutrition. And so like, I'm currently like still working on all that. I've read a million books. I read articles all the time. So that's kind of like where my interest came from was very personal and was very much like out of frustration a little bit Mm -hmm. that nobody had ever told me. Like, literally, I went back to that rheumatologist because I was supposed to follow up with him. And he was asking me about Plaquenil, if, he was, if I could be put on it. And I said, well, I'm trying something different right now. And so I'd like to just keep trying it with my diet. And he was cool with it. Um, now, like, lupus quit showing up in my blood work once I switched my diet. Like, I no longer have all those inflammatory markers that show up. Granted, they knew I still have it because they literally had biopsied tissue, right? That showed it. Um, and I flare on occasion, but I would say I've never had a headache. Like I used to have all the time. I'll get a little bit of a headache, not much. I will get a little bit of edema and a little bit of fatigue, but nothing that ever keeps me in bed. Nothing that makes it feel like, cause the fatigue is hard to describe to people mm-hmm. because it's not like I'm tired. It's literally like I've been run over by a bus. Like it's like really hard to describe. It's not just sleepy. Like I don't ever feel that way anymore. Um, and when I have flared, it's definitely because of stress. So I very much have to learn. I have learned how to keep my stress in check. So I meditate. I do a sauna therapy where I'm very much trying to relax myself, active relaxation. So I have a lot of things that I've incorporated. Also exercise. Like diet was huge. Diet definitely was like the quickest Um, noticeable difference for me, like headaches were gone in two weeks. Like that's pretty significant. And I've never had a migraine like that again, but I have learned that when I can't even think of what has happened, why we haven't exercised, like gone on a trip maybe, Mm -hmm. or just crazy things with kids or something. And I haven't been able to work out consistently. I will definitely notice it in how I feel. So I think that's one thing I've always wanted to share with people too, because a lot of people that are in my situation feel too bad to work out. And I'm always like, no, no, no. Like you don't work out. Therefore you feel too bad. Right. And it's like a vicious cycle. And, and it's a type of workout. Like I know find what works for you and 
all working out is good. But for me, like lifting weights was definitely building that muscle mass, which buffers your hormones, which cushions your joint, like all those things was really beneficial to me. And so I just feel like I want to shout from the rooftops that there is a better way to live. <laughs> like, and people think I'm crazy. Like you show up to the work, you know, we have work potlucks and I don't typically eat at them because I don't know what's in the food. Um, and most of it is not good. And it's not things that I can eat. Cause basically I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. I don't eat refined sugar. I don't eat soy and I don't eat oats. So, I mean, Everyone's like, oh my gosh, then what can you eat? Like, they feel like I live such this restricted <laughs> lifestyle. And I'm just thinking, no, a, re a restriction would be eating whatever I wanted and not being able to get out of bed. Right. Like, that's living restricted. Like, this is called, I've learned to enjoy a it's... lot of other food. I have boundless energy. I feel great. So I don't indulge in crumble cookie. <laughs> or wait in the hour Chick-fil-A line to get dinner. Like, that's okay. We've, we make really great chicken nuggets at home, you know, right. or I've learned that vegetables taste really good or fruit is as sweet as a cookie actually tastes better. So you can adjust your palate, your body responds well, and just feeling well. I don't think people understand feeling well. Like it's just, so that's, so that's my message. That's why I want to do the podcast. That's why I have an Instagram account. That's why I like to health coach people because I just want everybody to know that you don't have to suffer. You don't have to go on drugs and have 800 side effects. Like the number one side effect of that drug was like retinal damage or something. Like you need to go see your optometrist every six months. And I'm thinking, so I can eat what I want and I might go blind. Like this does not sound like a great option to me. <laughs> so... Anyway, I guess that's my story. Oh. And so I love all things nutrition now and kind of like holistic living. We've removed now. And I just keep going further. Like the more I read and the more I study, and the more classes I take, then it's like, oh, it's not just food. It's not just exercise. we got to get rid of all the toxins in our house. So now we've switched all of our household cleaners and we've switched all of our laundry detergent. And we only fragrance our house with essential oils and... um like it just, it just keeps going and we keep feeling better and better and better. And I think the last lupus floor I had was like two years ago and it was minor versus migraines every day, non-functioning every day. So restricted? No. Like fantastic. Well, you can either eat really well and have unlimited en energy or you can eat whatever you want and have restricted energy and not be able to do the things you want. So you choose. Right. Yeah, I never want to be able to tell my kids, like, oh, I can't go with you to do that. I'm too tired. Like, I don't want to have to say that. Yeah. Or like, oh, I can't go hiking because my joints hurt too bad. Oh, I don't want to say that. So we don't. So we don't. <laughs> so I eat this way. I exercise faithfully. I meditate. We keep stress down. We're conscious about what's in our environment. And I feel awesome. And I want everybody to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Mitch, what time are we at? 20. Oh, my short. My story is short, so let's just do it. Okay. Make it one episode that we'll just get back to um, sharing a message. So uh, my story is, a is, is quite a bit different um, and more definitely more boring. So people are probably going to start dropping off right now. <laughs> 
Uh, I grew up in a home that um, was very, very med medically minded. We went to the doctor for absolutely everything, got every shot under the sun, and if you coughed, sneezed, or had a tummy ache, it was off to the doctor. Uh, and that's the environment that I grew up in. I didn't even know chiropractors even existed until I was uh, 19 uh, on a mission for our church. Which I think is so funny because I actually went to a chiropractor growing up. Yeah, I like never even heard of him. You know, anyway. so, um, and I don't mind saying any of this because it's not like my mother is going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> uh, so pretty much, my sister's the only one who listens to the mm -hmm. stuff that we put out because everybody's still just in that mindset of, I'm going to do everything that my doctor says that I'm going to do, and it just it built up this thing inside of me that it's like, holy crap, America is over medicated, and we are taking too many drugs. We're following too many things like sheep, and it just didn't settle. It didn't settle with me at all, and it still doesn't. And still, to this day, I'll read stuff and I'll share it with you, and be like, "This." The problem with this is, is it just makes me even madder. It makes me even like more passionate about stop doing things the way everybody else does them, and let's do things the way that are actually good for us, what's meant for us. So, um, going back 19 years old, I'm in a, I'm serving a mission for our church in. Uh, Houston, Texas, and I ended up in a little town, little, not a little town, little town that has a bigger population than Idaho, called uh, Pasadena, where Texas Chiropractic College is in our area, and we used to go over to the chiropractic school to donate our bodies for service uh, because the, the chiropractic students needed people to work on, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. Oh, back up before that, I had a, one of my uh, mission partners was a, uh, his dad was a chiropractor. So I was like, what, what is a chiropractor? That's so then I get moved to Pasadena and there's this chiropractic school. And so I'm like, okay, cool. This feels good. Didn't really think much of it. Wasn't towards the end of my mission. So I'm now 21 and I meet a guy in a town north of Houston called Livingston. And he was uh, one of the leaders of the congregation. He was a chiropractor. Him and I became friends. Uh, long story short, we actually became fishing buddies after my mission. Like he would fly up to Utah and we'd go fishing. I'd fly back down to Houston and go fishing. And then I'd spend some time in his office. And he, I, I would see these people coming in pain and leaving out of pain and not taking any drugs. And I'm like, that's cool. That's what I want to do. So... I end up in chiropractic school, go back to Houston, go to that same chiropractic school. Uh, while I'm in chiropractic school, I find out that there are specialties within chiropractic, specifically this one with neurology that kind of explains how the brain and the nerve works. I'm like, okay, that's I like that a lot. So I jumped into that, and by the time I graduated from chiropractic school, I had enough. T I had taken enough postgraduate courses in functional neurology, chiropractic neurology, whatever you want to call it, that I could actually sit for the board's when I graduated, uh, little known fact, I failed the boards first time, had to go back a year later, take the boards again, you know, pass them that time and practiced, you know, basically functional neurology up until about 2008 is when I really jumped into the, the functional medicine part of this. Um, 2009. So what does the neurology part look like? Because I don't think people know what that means. Like when you first told me that's what you did, I was like, huh? That's neurology? another topic for another. Okay. Like. Your brain is just like a muscle. If you exercise it, you can grow stronger. If you don't, you're going to lose it. So functional neurology is figuring out where the areas are weak and then doing stuff to exercise them so they get stronger. 
Okay. That's the short answer, but really we could we should do an episode. We could really dive into that and really like dissect it. Uh, because at the time, you know, when I when I got that certification, I was the first one in the Western states, so Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, that ever had that certification. Uh, but in 2008 is when I really dove into the um, into the metabolic side of things, thanks to a friend of mine, Dr. Andy Barlow in, in Tupelo, Mississippi, started that fire. Um, and then 2009 is when cancer knocked on the door. I had testicular cancer. kind of wiped me out for the better part of 2009. Um, I ended up with neuropathy because of the chemotherapy and figured out how to actually like get rid of that myself. Uh, so that's kind of you don't feels... just have to live with neuropathy to your no <laughs> no you don't and you don't have to be like someone we know that mm-hmm. refuses to stop eating gluten even though it makes your feet more numb more numb more anyway yeah so that's kind of the, the mindset that I was in until around 2017 when the regenerative medicine thing started popping up and we followed that anyway all these pieces kind of fell into place that have kind of helped what we do now and that is to help people live better quality lives take take medication Find actual, not take medication. Not take medication. That's what I meant. Find actual answers to the root, to the root of the problem, and and provide solutions for them. And basically, what we're helping people to do is use the grocery, the outside of the grocery store, as their pharmacy, so they take less and less medication. medication. So, to me, it's, I mean, it's not as cool as your story, but it's cool. It's applicable. My story wouldn't exist it. if you That's, hadn't done that. You know, and, and had you not walked into the gym that day, yeah, I don't know where we'd be now. I might have headaches of eating at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you were talking about the gym and, and when you started and how you felt great. And I was like, yeah, I remember that part about the hot blonde and the blue tank top. <laughs> so that's our story. And hopefully, like... It just, right. the message gets out that right. there's a great way to live. There is a great way to live. And we're not hippies. And just like, I think it's like people are like, yeah. oh, you're weird. We were talking to the lady that right. owns the new soap shop in town. And it's like, it's all natural. And it's like, we are now the weird ones. Right. Like, if you want to do things the way, like, like God gave us this earth with, like, animals to eat and plants to eat and natural things that can heal your body with, you know, natural substances. And it's like, that's weird. But, like, everything made in a lab is, like, not weird. God food heals, man food kills. So I just think it's like, yes, like, there's a better way. There is a better way. And it's awesome. It's, well, even, like, our kids. Like, look what it's done. And, and, you know, that's a message I share a lot with people on the starting the weight loss program. It's like, don't just do this for you. Learn how to cook because your kids are going to see it. Now all of our kids see this. Right. You know, some of the teenagers are still a little resistant and we accommodate, but they're going to have, they're going to make a choice at some point of like, okay, do we want, you know, this mom health. and dad's energy and health and vitality or right. not <laughs> other right. influences in their lives? So it's, it's been, it's awesome. It is. So there you go. Okay, well, we'll be back next week with, uh, we're going to start, we've got some some articles that we're starting to mass um, that we'll go through and, and share with you. Um, so that'll give us some, it'll be fun. It'll be some good, good topics coming. So. Okay, thanks. Thanks, guys.